0: Daddy gang, welcome back to another episode of Call Her Daddy. Fuck, hold on. Sorry, I usually have this on silent. Let me take this. This might be an emergency. Hello. Hi, Alex. My flight back to London got canceled
1: and I'm stranded in New York. Do you know anyone here I can hang out with? I have so much time to kill.
0: You're in New York City right now. Yes, Madeline. Yes, I've got you. I mean, I guess it's fine. Don't stress. I can just stay in and watch movies. No, 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 no. I, You're not watching a... Actually, a movie... I have an idea. Stay put. Do not move. Daddy Gang. Little turn of events. This was supposed to be a solo episode, but do you remember when I said, we're ramping it up for season four, that we're going to get to know people even more, which sometimes means... I need to get my ass out of this chair and leave the studio. Well, Madeline R.G. just called and she's currently stuck in New York City, which weirdly works out. I don't see Madeline often because she lives in the UK. I live in L.A. But what's in the middle of those two? New York fucking city. I remember the first time that I came across Madeline's content. I was scrolling on TikTok and I was watching all the good videos. You know, I'm watching someone make a tuna casserole. I'm watching dog videos. I'm watching girls shake their tits. And then I come across this girl telling a really riveting story about giving herself a colonoscopy. And in that moment, I fell in love with Madeline and you Are about to fall in love with Madeline as well.
1: Hi guys. Hi guys. Hey guys. Hey. Hey. Um, here's the
0: deal. I just thought maybe we could chat. 927,207,000. That's how many views this 22 year old girl has amassed in only two years on the platform.
1: I just gave myself a fucking at home colonoscopy. Madeline RG
0: gets on this app every day and tells the most vile, disgusting story.
1: Gangrene in one of my nets. Experiment. These
0: bitches could literally show
1: you little bitches how I do my eyelashes. And we will smash that like button so fast.
0: Oh my god. I hope you recovered from Miami and you're well rested. I'm fucking not. I'm still hungover. It is time to get up and do it again, Daddy Gang, apparently. Because guess what? We're going to New York. So, Madeline RG, I hope you're ready. Welcome to Call Her Daddy. <laughs> What is up, daddy gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Alex, what is going on? You said that you wanted to have a movie night? I got you. Let's go to a movie premiere. Come on. How was your night last night, Madeline? Pretty good. How was your night last night, Alex? Pretty good. Are you hungover? A little bit. What about you? Just a little bit. We may need a little hair of the dog. I think so. Did you have fun? I had a lot of fun. You did? It doesn't look like that in the photos. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about it. Madeline, talk to me about the photos. That's just my face. I don't know. I was having such a good time, but I either look terrified or like I'm grieving. Guys, last night we went to the premiere of my fiance's movie, Love at First Sight. And did you like the movie? Oh my God, it was so good. I was about to say, you can't say it was shit. You're obviously (laughs) gonna say it was good. No, I was bored out my mind. (laughs) I'm gonna be really honest. I can't see anything. Neither can I. So maybe we should dine on our date and actually be able to make eye contact. Okay. Okay. I'll take mine off if you take yours off. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God, it's so much better. I know you like to be pretty lonesome. That's why I booked this entire restaurant just for the two of us.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a bit intense for a first date.
0: Oh, I thought you were gonna thank me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'll thank you
0: later. Would you consider yourself an introvert?
1: Can you not tell from the videos last night? (laughs) People always think I'm having a bad time. And it makes me feel bad because they'll come up to me. Like, Alex, the majority of people that came up to me last night were like, Are you okay? I
0: was like, I'm fine. Doesn't that make it worse, though? Because, makes it way worse. Like, why are you asking someone? I get it if you're like sobbing in the corner. But like, if someone's not directly
1: talking to me, I'm, this is my face. Because what am I, what else am I gonna do? Right. Just like
0: be a creeper right. In the
1: corner, <laughs> just smiling at everyone. Yeah. I'm like, Can you talk to me a little bit about? Your family In my house it's me My mum and my sister I mean it was Obviously not anymore And my dad left When I was like six And married The woman he's still with now She has two kids That I don't really know Um, Even though we technically grew up together, I swear I've had three conversations with them in my entire life. How was
0: it explained to you when your dad left?
1: Okay, so actually kind of embarrassing. I didn't understand. And like, I didn't say that I didn't understand. So no one thought to clear things up with me. I thought he was going on vacation. (laughs) And then after like six months, I was like, where the fuck is dad? And... Yeah, he never came back. I was like, what the hell? But we didn't see him for like ages after he left. Not ages, but like a considerable amount of time after he left. So I was like, yeah, he's in Australia on vacation. I don't know where I even got Australia from. I was like, yeah, he's gone.
0: You're like, where do people go on vacation? Dad's definitely in Australia. Yeah. Did you ever have like a conversation with your dad? Did you ever close things out? Like, what's your relationship like with him now?
1: Me and my dad have had like a bit of a crazy ride with our relationship. We're, we're so similar. And I'm now realizing that, like, now we have a pretty good relationship. But when I was younger, like, I didn't want to go to his house on the weekends. It's where I started getting panic attacks. And, like, because I think I was just too young. And, like, I'm a big mummy's girl. Like, I need to be with my mummy still now. So I basically just asked my mum if I could stop visiting him. And, like, I just stopped visiting him. And, like, he didn't really protest it. I definitely didn't protest it. And then I had, like... Virtually no relationship with him for, like, years until I got a little bit older and was like, okay, I understand who he is as a person. And, like, I would like a relationship with him that's, like, stronger. So I kind of made more effort, which
0: I think was, like what the relationship needed which obviously I couldn't offer when I was like seven but that is interesting to hear like you are the one that reached out because I'm sure like there's a lot of people that listen that are like maybe have kind of a broken relationship with a parent and don't know how to repair it like did you just like wake up one day and you were like I'm gonna do this or was it kind of like on your mind for a while
1: it was on my mind for a while and then I think I got a really good therapist who explained something to me about why I am the way I am in And it literally changed my whole perspective on myself. Could you share it with us? He basically was like, I think that you were just a very intuitive child. Because I was like, why am I like feeling so many things and my sister's not? I was like, why did my childhood affect me like this and not my sister? I was like confused. So he was like, I think you were a very intuitive child and you were picking up on things that weren't like an adult wouldn't think you were seeing or feeling. And it stressed you out and then it gave you all these like emotions that you had and it affected your relationship with your parents, but they didn't understand why because they didn't think you were like privy to this situation. Oh, interesting. And so then I kind of was like, okay. And I started to think about it in the context of like my relationship with my dad, just gaining perspective that you gain with like a bit of age. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like now that I understand myself a bit and why I felt like that. And I kind of see where he's, coming from and why maybe he did certain things and why he is the way he is
0: yeah
1: and then I was kind of just like he's a nice guy like I don't need to feel like this weird anger or like resentment that I had felt as a kid because like I didn't understand my emotions Mm -hmm. so I think he's always kind of made an effort to have a relationship like he'll invite me over for dinner and stuff Mm -hmm. and like now I make sure I go like at least every couple months and see them and sit down
0: and have a meal talking kind of about like you when you would go to your dad's house and you would get panic attacks what was your situation like in school like were you able to have like a normal school experience what was that like i have not had a normal
1: school experience i found documents and no one will explain them to me that said that i was in like therapy from like six years old or five years old and i'm like Why was I there? I don't remember going. But like, I think I've had issues since fucking birth. And also I was in special education classes um, until like year four, which is like third grade because everyone thought I was completely illiterate because I was so shy that I was a selective mute and so my teachers were like oh my god this bitch like she can't do anything she can't read she can't write she can't do math she can't talk she's way behind developmentally and then I would come home and I'd be like reading novels to my mom like writing sonnets so when my mom heard from the school that I was like in these classes she was like what the fuck
0: (laughs) she's like wait madeline is actually really smart why is she getting held back and they're like she doesn't speak wait oh that's so interesting did you have friends in school had one friend and i would whisper things to her
1: and then she would tell my teacher what i wanted to say so like i was like seriously shy i remember at preschool i knew one of my preschool teachers for like when i was an adult and she told me this story that I like wouldn't look at anyone I wouldn't speak, I wouldn't hold anyone's hand, I wouldn't take drinks, I wouldn't eat food, like couldn't do anything. And apparently one day I like reached up and I like wrapped my whole hand around one of her fingers to like hold her hand. And she just looked down and was like <gasps> like it was like the biggest honor that I'd actually like felt confident enough to hold her hand, but also I didn't know how to hold hands cuz my mom's disabled and so I would hold her fingers.
0: So I like held this woman's finger thinking like this is how you hold hands. Wait, stop. (laughs) The woman's literally like, finally, like she, she's not speaking, but she's at least like touching me. Can you talk a little bit about your mom? Are you comfortable with that? Just so people have context of just like growing up in her situation and everything.
1: So my mom is disabled. She is a thalidomide baby. It was a morning sickness pill given to women in the 60s so my grandma took it whilst pregnant with my mom and it stopped the fetus growing the day it was taken basically so some people with thalidomide are really really affected like no eyes no ears no limbs brain damage and then the other end of the spectrum is like you miss a finger or you miss an ear like it can be really minor or really severe so my mom kind of sits in the middle, so it's her arms and her neck that are affected. All of them have kind of slight shoulders. Um, She has arms down to, like, your elbow, so she has, like, a forearm and then deformed hands, and she has uh, definitely not ten fingers. I couldn't tell you, but some of them are stuck together, and then her hands are, like, not regular hands. Um, So – but she's very, like – my whole life growing up, like, I never – thought like oh my mom's disabled I thought it was so cool because like she came into my primary school when I joined and like basically introduced herself so none of the kids would like say anything or like stare and like did like a whole like I'm this person and this is my situation and then she would like help out in my class so all my friends knew her and no one thought it was weird or anything which definitely was like a good thing that she did because kids can be horrible but no one's Never in my life has anyone said anything mean to me about my mom. Like she handles herself so brilliantly and like has always
0: taken time to like introduce herself. Have you learned anything from just like watching your mom just like be such like a strong force in your life and like going through what she's gone through? Like how has that affected you?
1: I think my therapist has actually been bothering me about this lately. He's like, I think your mom has a huge influence on like why you do what you do and why you are the way you are. And I'm kind of starting to agree with him because at first I was like, no, but then I
0: was like, okay, maybe my mother does have some effect on how I am. She's kind of a big role in my life. I think so, Madeline. Yeah. I'm interested also to know, like, aside from family, like friendships your whole life, like how have you, have you had a lot of friends? What have your friendships been like?
1: No, I, I had like, I've always been one of those girls that has like, close friendships, but not like many, many friendships. Mm -hmm. So growing up, I had like my one best friend. And then when I, so I left my primary school when I was seven, because I was a bit of a mess. I was having panic attacks, I was getting bullied. So my mom pulled me out of that school and put me into a different school, which was a very different school. Like it was, um, I don't know if anyone's gonna know what this is. It was Montessori, which is like, it's it's like a theory of the way you raise a kid and you don't start teaching them anything until they're losing teeth. There's something like, but I'd been in a normal school. So I was like, why are all these kids fucking stupid? And why am I coloring in? Like, this is ridiculous. So I just was like, I hate it here. And I was not a very nice student. Got kicked out. Why? Because I was acting out or
0: I kind of orchestrated a few riots (laughs) and (laughs) classic in the Montessori school Madeline's like I was concocting the biggest plan to get the fuck out of that shithole it really was they gave me a scar that I have down
1: my cheek I don't know if you can see it Wait, what right because like we were in the woods it was like you know those wilderness therapy videos that you see on TikTok There's like people with horror stories yeah we weren't far off like they would put us to work on the farm we built the school from the ground up by the way there was no physical school when I enrolled there we built it in the winter like (laughs) wait what you (laughs) enrolled i feel like i've not given enough context i've just thrown that at you
0: this is so genius (laughs) you enrolled in a school that didn't exist and on the first day of school they're like build it (laughs) what is that an actual thing so you were out there building
1: (laughs) bro it was so weird and i remember they would make us like chopped down trees and I put an axe into my knee and the sound will never leave my brain like the sound that it made I was like why have you given a six-year-old an axe and just been go like you <laughs> you holding an axe at six like i'm not big
0: now i wasn't big
1: at six. like wielding
0: I. this sounds literally like a movie i'm like picturing you like in the wilderness (laughs) like chopping down a tree the worst
1: part is is i got my ass kicked out before they finished construction i never even got to reap like the the fruits of my labor (laughs) i never
0: got to sit in the school So you were just constantly creating like like big bombs in moments to just like rattle the teacher so you could get the fuck out.
1: Yeah, one time I've said this before. I got everyone to take their pants off, except no, maybe I took mine off too, but like everything off. Like we were all in the woods, and I was like, right, one, two, three, pull them down, and then the teacher like came around the corner. And they, like, pulled me away, like, by the skin of my neck because they, like, knew it was me. I was probably, like, in the middle of the circle, like,
0: yes. (laughs) Madeline with her full VL. In the middle of the woods. What was going through your head to, like, make that
1: decision? Like, what was going on? Well, I'm pretty sure that this boy came up to me and he said, like, I'll show you if you show me. And I was like, okay, but wait. Like... I see your vision, like, let's make it 10 times bigger, like, production value, I was like, hey, get everyone, and, like, everyone was the same age, so I was like, right, guys, come on, and, like, so a, a boy circle. wanted to
0: see your vagina, and you were like, I love that, Timmy, but let's ramp it up 5,000 notches, yeah. let's get every girl and guy to just whip it out <laughs> so we can really size each other up, <laughs> yes. freestyle, yeah. and the teacher's like, oh, <gasps> <laughs> Madeline, that's genius. Thank you. And from what I'm hearing is like, you were too smart to be at some of these schools, but because of you being so shy and like in certain moments in your other schools, they were like, put her in this other school. So you were like, I'm fucking bored.
1: Well, no, like, I don't think it was because I was shy. I think it was because I was like getting bullied. My teacher was really crap. Literally nothing. This, oh my God, this girl had (laughs) no reason to come for me. I didn't really have any friends that year because my previous best friend had like, kinda found another girl to hang out with and I like didn't get on with the other girl and I was like a little bit alone. I wasn't understanding my classes. I was like really shy. And this girl would just like pick at me and pick at me and pick at me. And the worst part is, is I told my mum about it because I'd seen those posters around like getting bullied, tell an adult. And I was like, okay, I have to tell an adult. And I remember like going home, I was so scared. I felt like I was telling her I was pregnant. I was like, mommy, I'm getting bullied. And she was like, and so she finds out by who and it's like not a surprise because this girl's like not nice, whatever. Like she doesn't have a good reputation and whatever. She pulls me out of the school because they don't do anything to help. I'm not having a good time. We go to the different school. Years go by and it's like college and this girl is there and we have some mutual friends and we're talking 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 and it comes out that I bullied her and I was like what defamation of character is this because I never like first of all I didn't speak words how am yeah. I gonna bully you literally you're like I'm mute
0: bitch so <laughs> I mean, try
1: again Literally. and I was like oh my god like if any of these people had gone to my primary school they would immediately be like absolutely the fuck not did she bully anybody let alone you like you were a scary kid in primary like this was like the shortest tiniest most pathetic looking kid like she wasn't bullying anyone she did not have the stature for it and she like accused me she was like no you bullied me and i was like i low-key actually believe that you believe that because i agree right the delusion the delusion if you get told a narrative especially from your parents from a young age that like someone it wasn't your fault someone mm-hmm. was mean to
0: you like I'm sure she actually thinks that I agree keeps me up at night but I love it because you actually have the street cred to be like I didn't even talk right so how the fuck could I be right? little <laughs> shit. shit wow Madeline this is good story time thanks as an adult though it is really fucking hard to make friends I feel like in moments how do you make friends like what's your strategy <sighs>
1: Mm, I don't have a strategy. I think have sex with them if you have to. Like, I win!
0: <laughs> I need to know how many of your friends have you had sex with. Be honest right now. Don't two, lie to my face. No,
1: but okay, listen, listen, listen. Too many or two? No, no. Too listen, many. Listen, listen. So the thing about like liking girls is you'll go on dates and you'll hit it off. Yeah. You're like, I don't really want to have sex with you. Suddenly you have a new friend. The mm. amount of my friends, like, I would go on a date, maybe sleep with them, and then we'd both be like, eh, we didn't like that, but I like you, but, like, I don't want to sleep with you again. But that was fun. And then friendship. And there's some, there's some of the funniest and friendship. fucking friendships.
0: After we were just <laughs> yeah. getting on. and then <laughs> give a fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't do it with a guy because I feel like it's a different vibe. But with girls, like,
0: you can just be friends. know the
1: vibes, yeah. That's kind of nice. I love it like it's a really that if if you're like a queer woman that's how you make friends in your 20s (laughs) go down on them and then be like
0: okay we didn't love it but like like, let's (laughs) hang out right let's be friends
1: yeah easy
0: great advice from madeline just hook up with your friend basically (laughs) that you find go on a date have sex and then be like let's just be friends yeah the wise words of madeline archie (laughs) thank you thank you cheers cheers Mm. How's yours? Yummy. How's yours? Yummy. Okay, let's do a little role playing. Sexy, so sexy. <laughs> okay, you're stuck in a corner with someone that you don't know at a party. Okay, yeah. and you have to make conversation. There's absolutely no avoiding it. What are you going to talk about with them, Madeline?
1: Alex, I have no fear to sit there in silence and make someone uncomfortable. I'm not scared of that.
0: <laughs> it's like, I kind of love that. I do. I don't care.
1: I mean, if I, for some reason, I'm in one of those moods where I want to talk, I don't know, I'll probably just,
0: like, non-consensually tell them about my day. (laughs) I think I'm going to take that motto with you because I have the opposite problem where, like, I can't help but try to make everyone feel like everything is so, like, no one is feeling awkward. Like, I'm going to make everyone feel super confident, comfortable. Let's just talk. So if there's an awkward moment, I'm always going to try to, like, jump in and, like, talk and just like ice break and next time i'm gonna just like shut my fucking
1: mouth Mm, see what happens yeah
0: i bet i'll be a lot happier (laughs) i'll be way less exhausted
1: but you're so good at like putting people at ease and just like getting a conversation going
0: i appreciate that i would hope sometimes i like don't know if it's working so i'm just like well, you kind of have to be good at it (laughs) <laughs> exactly like i gotta talk to people for a living like i yeah. hope i make you feel comfortable and you're not uncomfortable right yeah, now Yeah.
1: No, i'm miserable
0: i figured this is like pretty awful right it's
1: terrible like
0: we're not having a good time we're not having a good time at all next role play yeah it's getting steamy there's a guy over there at the bar let's pretend okay i'm super into him Kay. i'm too nervous to go over oh. i need you to be my wing woman you're gonna get my foot in the door you're gonna go over there what are you gonna say have you spoken to him yet? No, just been eye-fucking him over here like a weirdo. i oh. like, Madeline, go. Get me in. Say something for me.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: my God. I don't know. Never. I've never... No one's ever asked me to do that. But I'm asking you right now. Life You're is on the line. Right Throw now. my engagement ring away. I need that man over there. What?
1: Okay, I have some cash. What? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe pay him off. Please... Uh, she's just thrown her engagement ring out the window i don't know what to do with her she won't leave
0: (laughs) please go talk to my (laughs) desperate fucking friend the fact that the first thing that comes to your mind is i'm gonna pay this man (laughs) off for you alex honestly that's kind of like in a comedic way not a bad idea to be like yo my friend like really wants to talk to you i'll give you 20 bucks to go talk to her yeah oh wow good to know if you're friends with madeline she's fully gonna whore you out and just pay your way to whatever you want thank you daddy warbucks wow it's like that hungover food i needed Uh uh-huh oh fuck i spilled on my shot. you did Mm mm-hmm Okay, it's okay, I know a place that we can go. Okay, perfect, it's still open. This is my favorite New York City laundromat. Twist. Okay, you do it, you do it. Great.
1: Wait, why did you change your shirt? Whoa.
0: I, I, I don't know. I just love New York. Do you think your shirt's almost done? I don't know, probably not. Okay. You know,
1: one time I got my nipple pierced at this really sketchy place and like it literally doubled in size and started like oozing goo
0: so then what happened well it still looks really bad wait which one is it oh my god yeah what did it look like is that disgusting to ask no
1: i will divulge so it had two holes either side where the bar had gone in and it was oozing out of those and then all of your like breast milk holes
0: (laughs) so what ended up happening why are you laughing
1: it's so sensitive The <laughs> hell? Like opening up and just oh, Fuck you.
0: No, wait, why didn't you go to the hospital? I couldn't be bothered. You couldn't be bothered going to the hospital. So now is your nipple just fucked? Yes, it is. But it's, it's
1: like. It's still a different shape to the other one, but I think it's mostly gone down to its original
0: size. I feel like when I was growing up, my mom would tell me, like, it builds character to have something like that happen to you, and, like, maybe they look different, but that's good, you're unique. Is that how you look at it?
1: No, because, you know what, and I agree with your mother, but (laughs) I was born as God's favorite, and I had perfectly symmetrical, even tits. Oh, Great nipples, Mm. even just, like, Who has that? Who has like perfectly symmetrical tips? No
0: one except for Madeline Archie, apparently.
1: (laughs) No one except for me.
0: Like overall experience of getting gangrene on your nipple, like what would you rate it one out of ten for like hard, difficult time in your life? Like a six.
1: Why are you laughing again? I just told you it was like a six hardest time in my life.
0: I really will say, like, thank you for opening up and telling me about your experience with your nipple. I feel okay. like we got closer. Yeah. I'm gonna go see if my shot stopped. Okay. Yeah. Why is your shirt so big? Shut up. Why is yours so small? You little slut. You bought it for me, oh fuck. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well it's basically magic like. My favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Daddy Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out, or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like, if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. Guten Tag. Good morning, Daddy Gang. It is the morning. I am on my way right now to pick up Madeline at her hotel. You know, Madeline and I, I love hanging out with her because we have pretty similar energy. I can be insane. She can be insane. And then we also want to like chill. So it's going to be a fun day to podcast. And we are about to pull up right now. Hey. Hello? Hi. Get in here is this our third date? I wonder what base will hit. Like in talking terms I mean. You know I've never known what the bases are?
1: Because like I don't think people really say it in England, so when people are like oh second base, that base, I'm like
0: Take a ch- guess, go ahead. First base is what?
1: First base I would say that's like boobies.
0: Oh my god, you slut. <laughs> <laughs> so so aggressive. is I it think, not? I think no, I think I think it's like making out. Oh. I think. Wait, I okay, feel so like a boob No, touch. I'm just kidding. Maybe the UK is like more feisty, I love it. Okay, so first base for you is feel your tits, for me it's make out. What's second base then? What the fuck is third base in the UK then? Okay, I second base know. in the UK. It's
1: probably like head. Head. <gasps> I've just assumed, I guess third base, that's like sex, right?
0: What's home run?
1: Is there, a- no, is all- there fourth base?
0: Fifth base? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, first base in the US is like make out. Okay. Second base is like feel the tits, um, like maybe a hand job. It's very much, it's like dry I would the dry go for step. a tit
1: feel before I kiss
0: them. You went for a tit feel before you kissed them.
1: I would think it's less intense.
0: Maybe it's really not. Just a little gray. But like, if
1: okay, I'm thinking of them in the context of like middle school mm.
0: and you like, is there anything to grab? Like for me, I was like a carpenter's dream. You know what I mean? Like you, there was nothing to go. Like you, you couldn't do anything. So I was like, here's my mouth because there's nothing to feel. Like right. I had no boobs in middle school. Did you have boobs in middle school? I still don't. You still don't have
1: any tits. It's so sad. But you know what's gross? I actually had my first serious relationship. And I actually remember they like wanted to have sex and I was like, I don't have tits yet Like they were still like In the early stages of coming in And I was like Oh my god What the fuck am I gonna do And so I waited Eight months in the relationship till we could have sex And I was like Finally I have tits Like they grew in those eight months They grew months. that fast? Well it's not exactly Like fast and furious right, but like, You um,
0: know what I mean Like a, like a little bump came <laughs> Like a little speed bump came Like you got a little Like It was like the formation action. I was like cool I'm ready You waited eight months And finally a little tit appeared And you yeah. were like Okay now you can fuck me Yeah that's so gross when you put it like that. Thank you. No, no, no. I I, I appreciate the honesty. Um, okay, that's really amazing. And just to confirm for my own suspicions, third base, I think, in the US, in or just in my life, was then like a finger and a blowjob, and then full was fuck. Okay. What's so oh, fourth base is fourth base is home run. Sex. You know, it's we're playing baseball. Okay. So first base, second base, okay, third base, okay, okay. home run. Woo! Do you know do you know anything about baseball? No intimate question but with having like the germs and everything how does that translate to like if you're going to hook up with someone do they need to like shower before you hook up okay like i just won't
1: suck dick because <laughs> like i don't know where that's been i don't know if your hands are fucking gone in it like boys are gross right they don't wash their hands they shove their hands down their pants but like okay so my thing is puke like that's the germ i'm scared of any germs that will cause that but like i don't give me the flu give me a call like i'm fine
0: you just don't want to puke. I don't want to puke. And you can't catch that unless someone's just puked. Oh, I was thinking you were saying, because, like, obviously, if I'm going to suck dick, I'm going to puke on his dick.
1: No. Well, also, yeah.
0: I'm like, she's a deep throater, guys. If like, she goes ham, like, when she's
1: going I down I definitely there.
0: don't. <laughs> so do you just, like, you don't even, like, you're not even going down there ever? No, because there's jams. No, I, like, oh. maybe with a partner. We are currently at Washington Square Park, but there is apparently a band out there, so this may not be the best for podcasting. But I'm also like, maybe it's a cute band. Like, maybe there's a rock star over there that, like, I. Although I'll be honest, I don't know if you want to like date a rock star in Washington Square Park. But like, maybe I think I'm done
1: with musicians, Alex.
0: Okay, (laughs) Here, here we go. Here we go. Let's go find a poet. Oh my God, I'm kind of hungry. I want a hot dog. And I know you probably don't want a hot dog. Well, I know you don't want a hot dog.
1: I don't want a hot dog.
0: Would you ever eat street food? No. I wish, it smells so good. I'm gonna go get some. Do you want to come? No. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to get a hot dog, I'll be right back.
1: You guys know there was this one time when I like had an entire crisis to the point that I shaved my head. I like woke up and I said to my friend, who may have been a fake friend for letting me do this, like she was a little bit too excited, you know what I mean, like rubbing her hands together kind of thing. Like she put the razor in my hand. I like hacked off all of my hair because I wanted to see what I would look like with a bob and a fringe. And then, and then I just shaved it. And I was in a relationship at the time, I like called my ex to show them. I was like so excited, I thought they were gonna love it. And then they just burst into tears on the phone. That was really embarrassing. And like I had this fixation, I really wanted to shove my, like go to the ocean, I wanted to put my head in the sand and then like wet it and put it in the sand. I don't know why I, like, fixated on it so heavy. Then my girlfriend broke up with me, because I was bald, and then I was, like, way too depressed to go to the ocean, so. And then I just let it grow back, and it stuck directly upwards on the top of my head for, like, I don't know, six months. And then I, like, OD'd on biotin for the next six months and then it will grow back.
0: She is literally the easiest interview I've ever done. Look at her. She's just like talking to herself over there. I'm like, I'm gonna go get a hot dog. She's like clearly telling a story or something over there. I love it. Can I have a hot dog? Thank you so much. You can keep the change. Thank you.
1: Anyways, I know it's like a cliche. People shave their heads after a breakup and I am going through one, but I don't think I'm gonna do that again. Would you ever shave your head? What? You think I'd look good with a shaved head?
0: Hi. Hey. That stinks. It's good. Have you had enough New York? Yeah. Have you had enough of me? No. Okay, good. you want to go back to the hotel? Okay. Let's go. So how has your trip been so far?
1: It's been pretty good. Um, My flight got canceled, but I'm honestly very happy to have a few extra days to cuddle with you.
0: (laughs) I know. I'm really happy that we're getting to have some like girl time. Me too. We had to pour ourselves wine because we can't do this sober. Cheers. Okay. So you recently just went through a breakup. Yes. The internet just basically found out this week. And to give context to the daddy gang, maybe you guys are familiar, maybe you're not. Madeline was dating someone that is also in the public eye, is a very famous rapper from the UK. And your relationship kind of just like blew up online. You guys were seen together. You guys made some TikToks together. Like you were out together at parties and like everyone was obsessed with you guys and then this week, something kind of came out where he was at a concert, essentially, and someone that was on stage with him was like, my boy is single. And everyone's like, wait, what the fuck is happening? So to confirm, you guys are broken up. Yes. How long have you guys been broken up for? Um, a couple months. Okay. So um, can I ask, like, who ended the relationship? I made the final call. You made the final call. Yes. It's crazy because we were talking about this earlier, which I think we should talk about because mostly women listen to this show and I'm like, Thank God. fuck everyone. <laughs> like, this is so annoying. Let's talk about like the perception online because you saying you ended it is not what people think online.
1: I know, and it, but it's not even like anyone's given any thought to it. It's just like their immediate response is like, I got dumped or like, it's like the girl because the guy has all these... Like girls after him and crazy followers and crazy money. And it's like you it's it's for some reason what we would expect, like culturally in a weird way. And
0: I hate that. You're so right. It always is like the guy ended it. Like I've literally seen comments of being like, he must have dumped her like she must be so depressed. And it's like you actually ended it. But it's annoying that it has to take you coming on and saying that for then people to believe it.
1: It's really dumb. Yeah, it's really dumb.
0: I think a lot of times, obviously, it's really difficult to end a relationship. Some people know for years. Some people know, like, over a weekend and it hits them. Like, how long, first of all, can I ask, were you guys actually dating? Um,
1: so we met nearly two years ago. Okay. And have been, obviously, in some kind of
0: entanglement ever since. You were basically talking and together for two years. Yeah. And you ended it two months ago. Yes. How long did you know that you wanted to end it?
1: Quite a while. I think it was a lot of back and forth. And, like, it kind of, like, in a fun, toxic way almost when you're like, oh, God, like, this needs to end. But fuck it. Like, let's go on one more trip together. Or, like, yeah. let's have one more night. Like, but I, th- I think it was kind of hard because like, we both just were, like, a little bit obsessed obsessed with each other, and every time it was, like, okay, like, logically, this needs to end, we're not happy, it's not fulfilling us, like, there's a lot of issues that we cannot resolve, Mm -hmm. like, this has gone on too long, or, like, there's a resentment here, and it's not gonna go away, like, it, we'd just, we'd have that conversation, be like, yeah, this is fucking terrible, anyway, like,
0: (laughs) that is too fucking relatable, though, of, like, knowing something's toxic and smiling in the face of toxicity and being like yeah where are we going next week for that uh concert or where are we flying to it's like you can't give it up sometimes even as toxic as it is maybe to some people on the outside when you're in it 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 almost becomes like an addiction
1: oh my god the word addiction i've been throwing it around lately because like i even was speaking to my friend and i don't know if i can say this but obviously it's new york fashion week and he was here yeah and i had no intention to see him but i got the text and i was like
0: oh that's so relatable i was
1: getting pizza with my friends and we'd just come out of this party and i was like oh my god and my friend was like don't you fucking dare like you don't need to do this and i was like no i'm absolutely not going to and i went to bed Mm -hmm. and i expected to wake up the next morning being like thank fucking god i held my own in that situation And I woke up like, no, I really should have fucked him. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. And I texted my friend. I was like, I actually think I'm addicted to chaos. Like, I think I wish I woke up this morning. Like, oh my God, crazy. Like, went to his hotel, left at 5 a.m., got back here, felt like shit. And I was like, how can I possibly want that? I'm like, it's an actual addiction.
0: It is because don't you feel like you, like when you're going through kind of that like toxic ending, you become so... Like it becomes so normalized that then when you're in your quiet moments without the toxic, you're literally like, wait, like, where is it? Like, where is he? Like, why don't I feel that rush? Why don't I feel like insecure or nervous or like obsessed? Like there's so many weird emotions that you go through that when it's gone, you're literally like, is life boring? Like, yeah. why, am I, why am I stable? Yeah. Um, You kind of mentioned like your friends, like during this relationship, obviously, as things kind of start to fall apart, I think – we can all relate to maybe holding things back from our friends or being brutally honest with them it depends like where were you at on that spectrum of like telling your friends the actual truth of what was going on
1: fully lying but i actually made a new friend recently i've been talking about this to everyone i yes, told you I about her and she was someone that i really wanted to like Like, she kind of commands you to be a good person. Mm -hmm. She's one of those people that it's like, I'm going to actually feel fucking stupid if I say something dumb in front of you because, like, you clearly respect yourself Mm -hmm. and I like you. And we were talking and I told her something. And from that point, I was like, okay, I have no choice. Like, this relationship has to end now. Why? Because what was her reaction? It was just, it was, like, humbling a little bit. And also, when you finally say it, it's kind of a reflection that you're already ready to
0: get out of it because you're saying it. that's a good point it's almost like until you're ready to vocalize it even to one person like for so long you can go in the delusion of being like it's fine. It's fine. Like, okay. it's not that toxic. Like, it's gonna be fine. But the minute that you say it to someone that's like not in it, and the, you know, the minute you say it out loud, how crazy it sounds, because their face is literally like, what the fuck, bitch? Yeah. Can you explain to me, like, from your just perspective, like, how did this relationship affect you?
1: I really didn't like who I became towards the end, especially. One thing that always got to me was, he always said I was rude. And I really pride myself on not being fucking rude to so like anybody. And I understand that I'm a little bit shy and sometimes I can come off like I'm not interested, but I'm actually just like I don't know what to say and so I don't say anything. Um but then I was like no, you're right. Like when I whenever I'm in a room with your friends or your family or your coworkers, I'm not I don't say anything and I become this really closed off small version of myself and feel like everything I say is stupid or like everything I say is wrong somehow and it's actually been weird coming to fashion week because like I still have that kind of voice in my head of like everything I'm saying is so stupid or like I don't know what I'm doing and then I sat next to this girl at one of the shows and we like chatted before the show started and then we chatted when the show ended and I thought we had a nice normal interaction I was like yeah like that was a standard Mm -hmm. good social interaction like I thought we were really friendly um, but then I was like, oh, but I probably said 100 things wrong that I didn't even realize that I said wrong, and, like, I'm sure people would have things to say about it, like, if I'd have been in a room with certain people, I'm sure there'd be comments. And then she DM'd me on Instagram. She was like, do you want to have girl dinner this week?
0: And I was like, no, I knew I was fucking normal. <laughs> like, so I knew it. Your confidence is down.
1: Yeah, but I think this fashion week's really brought it back because I've met so many new people and, like, made actual
0: new friends. I think, though, this is, like, a good conversation to have Madeline because so many women listen to this podcast and like you just saying that is a small example of like I get it when you're seeing that 2am text and you're like fuck should I go back to the toxic but then it's also like you saying you felt small you felt not confident you were doubting yourself you weren't being yourself and then the minute you were away from it and yes you were still doubting yourself but then now you're finding yourself like getting your groove back and like having more confidence like It really is crazy. And it's not even to say that the partner you're with is a bad person. Maybe they are. Maybe they're their fucking asshole. Maybe they're a psycho. But when you're with the wrong person, you can just become such a shell of yourself. Yeah. That like if you go too long like that, you can actually lose yourself and you can lose your way. Like I went through that with someone that I was in a relationship with and it was so unhealthy and I remember like fighting so hard for it. And I think when I look back, half of the reason I was fighting so hard aside from being obsessed with the toxicity was actually I didn't even know who I was going to be the minute that I left that person because mm-hmm. I didn't even know who I was anymore without him and that toxicity. And it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, Were you nervous to actually end it? Like, can you talk about ending it and how you even got the strength to do that? Because that is a motherfucker.
1: I think it was finally speaking about it with other people and getting another perspective. And also with him, like, it wasn't like he was super happy and like being like, no, like we can fix it, it can be better. Like, we were both like, we drained. And then I think I've not seen him in a while, but the last time I saw him was actually um, Olivia Rodrigo's like dinner party oh, with this pictures, yeah. yeah that was the last time I ever saw him wow yeah and um there was definitely some some sensed tensions at that but we've okay. gone to the dinner together um and I think I could kind of see people's reactions at the dinner table like oof, something's Is off going on I'm pretty sure Rodrigo herself checked in and was like are you okay she, she's like what the fuck is going on
0: oh wow so olivia knew i she feel like seems like most people person. could tell yeah
1: <laughs> that things weren't good and then yeah we just like got in a taxi and like had an argument and then i like went home and he went back to his and usually if we'd had a fight like we would bicker for an hour and we'd argue for an hour and then we'd go to bed mm-hmm. together yeah. but it got to the point where we would have like half an argument, and then be like, oh, "Fuck you, fuck this!" Like, yeah. and walk the other direction because we literally didn't care. Like, we were like, "There's, there's no point. There's like no resolution anymore."
0: I also feel like you know when you're kind of at rock bottom when like when you're fighting in public with people, like even at some types of event like that where like people are like looking at you guys and like observing and like it's just like you can't even stop yourselves. Like, <laughs> literally, like <laughs>
1: that's when you like, know. It's... Please, some dignity, girl. Yeah, like, and what that's the when fuck? you know wow also like he is in such an exciting part of his life and I'm so happy for him like this is a huge like everything he's doing is huge everything is exciting and I was like why are you coming home and beefing me over text every night you should be enjoying yourself I should be enjoying myself I was about
0: to say you're also at a really exciting time in your life too
1: me too and like I was like why are we forcing each other to be in this situation like I don't want this toxic, horrible, what it became horrible, like, situation to, like, be always in the back of your mind. Like, you should just be enjoying life. Like, life is short. Yeah. And it was the same for me. I was like, why am I having these great experiences and these amazing days and then going home and, like, laying in bed, like, unable to move because... We've had such a bad argument that day yeah. over
0: nothing. It's also like if you have the right person in your life in that moment, like it should be easy. It should be yeah. fun. It, of course, relationships are hard, but like going home and laying in bed with a pit in your stomach, like it just shouldn't happen. It can happen once a couple times a year where you're like, Oh God, we just had a big like breakthrough moment or a fight. But it's like, if this is a constant narrative in your head, like we have to remind ourselves, this isn't normal. Mm -hmm. Like, like I said, I've gone through it. And then I'm now in a relationship where I'm like, Whoa. Like I remember when I met Matt, I was like, is this normal to like feel this good about myself and feel confident and to feel like I can have a career and a relationship because I have a partner that supports me. Like it, it takes getting out of something to realize like the things you actually never need again and maybe also you want again but you shouldn't be sitting in bed with like sick to your stomach so were you nervous to like with that final conversation like was it like a screaming argument like did was were you okay going into it like I just feel like so many girls message me being like how the fuck do I end this thing like what do I do like what's your advice
1: um for me i knew we'd had conversations before where we were both like look this isn't good we're not healthy we never get to see each other so we can't even resolve things like it's hard over the phone different time zones like Mm -hmm. what the fuck are we doing um but then obviously we'd go back and like
0: (laughs) we're back (laughs) you're still hot
1: unfortunately (laughs) um
0: still look good on your instagram so i'm sliding in (laughs)
1: um but i think because i'd done that so many times i knew like okay look if we sit and talk about this for five hours i'm gonna end up back in your bed and like it needed to be like ripping the band-aid off like very matter of fact like it's over it's done um the thing that i feel like no one actually believes is that it wasn't pr like if it was pr i probably would have posted it more than three fucking times like we kept it secret for quite a while
0: what did you learn from that relationship that you definitely will do differently moving forward
1: Ooh, I think just like I definitely need to get better at letting my friends in and like keeping them informed on like what's going on so they can kind of like tell me like hey that's not fucking okay or like that's not normal and it's something me and all of my friends collectively need to work on because we're all guilty of it of like hiding little things because Because you make excuses and you're like, well, I know why they did that. And I know that they have this issue. And like, I know they're a good person, but my best friend's not going to have that same love and empathy for them. And so you hide shit. But like, no, no, not again. Although I said this after my last relationship too. I didn't do it. So
0: You're like, okay, this next relationship, I'm actually going to tell my friends. Like, I'm saying it here to hold myself fucking accountable. Sorry, Millie. It's a work in progress. No, but I get it. I would say that too. And I know it sounds like simple because so many people say it, but like, if you are lying to people in your life about your relationship that is the first red flag that it is not a healthy relationship because why are you lying because you have a biased view tell someone unbiased listen to their opinion of that they're gonna be like bitch get the fuck out of there did you tell your therapist that you were gonna end it no i told him that we broke up six months ago madeline you told you told your therapist (laughs) six months you were like six months ago it's over so what have you been talking about for six months with your therapist (laughs) my fucking fear of germs (laughs) your fear of germs (laughs) shut the fuck up wait six months ago
1: like probably more than that yeah why um i don't like he's (laughs) i don't know because like he's just kind of like he thought First of all, he called him Central Z. Couldn't get it right, and he thought like Central Z and his government name like Oakley. They he thought they were two separate people, and I was like a bitch.
0: He thought you were dating two people.
1: No, he thought they were two separate people. So I would like talk about him, and he'd be like, "So why are we talking about a rapper?" And I was like, "For fuck's sake!" (laughs)
0: Like, is he old? He's pretty old. So he's having a hard time like keeping up with like the young Gen Z. Does he have a TikTok? Not really. He had to kind of like he's
1: asked a couple times. He's like, "So." where can I find you if I want to go online? And I'm like, no, don't worry about that. Don't worry about it, because I, like, fully will make a TikTok, like, I lied to my therapist today, I'm going to do it tomorrow, like, here's, like, like, one, <laughs> like two, like three. <laughs> like,
0: so you need to, like, update your therapist, maybe.
1: Maybe. No, I'm
0: not gonna. We need to get you a different therapist. I agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the moral of the story is blame everything on your therapist. The reason Madeline's been going. No, but I love him. He's so smart. <laughs> well, you can, like, get coffee with him and, like, stay in touch and be friends. Like, we need someone that you're actually going to be, like, they're, like, with it enough and not like covered in dust and on the the way out what if he watches (laughs) this he's not gonna watch this does he go on social media in
1: dust no he refers to it as the metaverse
0: he he literally calls social media the metaverse like babe it's time to upgrade your therapist we love him get coffee with him he's like my car oh my god (laughs) he's literally your car you guys madeline has the oldest car known to man i remember when you were driving into the city madeline was telling me she was like i need to be in london at four o'clock this afternoon and i was like okay cool and she's like so i'm leaving at 9 a.m and i was like how far is your house from london she's like one hour i'm like so you're giving yourself like how many hours to get there she's like just so that i can give myself my car brakes to break down on the highway so that i can get to london i'm like madeline let's talk about your sexuality as we said um he was the first penis that you ever dated yeah your whole life up until now how old are you 23 23 up until 23 you have basically dated women yeah take me back how and when did you first know that you were attracted to women
1: i was actually pretty stupid so i only figured it out when i was like 15 okay well i mean i think i actually knew really early on but i was like "Ooh,
0: suppress that well first of all you're not stupid and anyone listening you're not stupid like I get that's probably how you felt but it's not stupid because I also feel like obviously society makes you feel like don't have those feelings like don't feel that way so it's actually not your fault for feeling like scared to accept those feelings
1: no definitely and I think I actually knew from like a very young age like I remember looking at like lingerie adverts and whatever like pictures of maybe naked women that my mom had around the house and like I remember liking the way it looked and being like, I don't know what this is. Like, I've never seen this before. Like, I don't think you're meant to feel this way. I think that's for boys. And so I would like suppress it. And I didn't really know what gay was. Like, I remember the first time I ever saw a lesbian couple and I was in Brighton, which is like a very, very um, like LGBT area of the UK. And so there were these women and they were like making out by the beach and In my tiny little head, I must have been like seven or eight. I, the first thing I thought was mother and daughter because that's all I knew was like, I would kiss my mom on the lips when I'd like say bye to her. So I just thought they were like taking it to the next level. And I was walking with my best friend and her mom and I went, ugh. As a seven-year-old, I was like, why is she making out with her mom? Like, that's crazy. (laughs) And my friend's mum whipped around at me so fast and was like, why did you say that? Like, why would you do that? And she had to explain to me that that's what that is. And I was like, oh, interesting that you say that's an option. Interesting. Mm. I remember it so clearly because from that day on, I was like, okay, like, it doesn't have very to just be good to know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Not in a creepy way, but, like, you can kiss another woman and then not just be your mom. (laughs) Yeah, thank God. (laughs) And it is acceptable. It's more acceptable than, like, making out with your mom. It's better to make out with a different woman. Preferably, I mean. (laughs) Let's be clarifying. Did it complicate your understanding of your sexuality when you realized you weren't just attracted to women, you were also attracted to men?
1: Um, a little bit. I mean obviously there was a time in my life where I felt like the labeled lesbian was the best fit for me but I never liked labels generally because I was like but how can I like um commit to like I'm definitely never gonna find a man I click with and I'm definitely this and definitely that but at the same time I was like I don't I resent the fuck out of it when other people are like oh but you might meet a guy and there's just one guy out there for you and i'm like shut the fuck up but then to myself secretly i'm like okay but also that's like i might you know what i mean like and i think usually i wouldn't care but like having a social media platform like i don't want to be like oh i'm this and then the one in a million happens and something else is actually the case Mm -hmm. and then i feel like i've misrepresented a community and people are gonna be upset about it and i would always question myself like if there was a guy and I would find him cute and like I say I'm identifying as like a lesbian and then I find a guy cute, I'd be like, okay, so what's the percentage? Like 2% straight, 5% straight or 5% bisexual, or whatever, 5% into guys and 95% into girls. And like, I spend so much time thinking about it, like trying to put myself in the correct box. And it was so draining. Like it was the most exhausting thing. Cause like I said, like, girlies like straight girlies will go out to the club and like kiss their girlfriends and they don't have to answer to anyone for it that's like a normal thing and you're not five percent into girls just because you do that like yeah and so I was like why am I tormenting myself with this like round and round and round bullshit of like what am I like shut up right (laughs) just have fun bitch like it's not you don't need to worry about it
0: yeah it's like so crazy too. even just hearing you say that I empathize a lot with you because i feel like i've had enough conversations with people on my show where like it's the only reason you internally feel that way is because the outward perception of you is people staring at you being like what are you mm. what are you what do you identify as and it it's must be like kind of freeing at some point and i hope everyone gets that point in their life where it can be like it doesn't matter i can wake up today and be attracted to this i can wake up tomorrow and be attracted to this and that's fucking fine it doesn't fucking matter for me
1: felt like everyone that had been, like, homophobic towards me and been like, oh, you know, one day you're going to find a dick that you like and you're going to wake up beside a guy and, like, you don't really know yourself and you don't really know what you're feeling, like, that kind of thing. I was like, I don't want to ever hand it to them. Like, I don't – now I don't want to ever find a guy that I want to fucking date because, like, fuck you. And, Did like, you
0: experience that a lot?
1: A lot of it, yeah. And, like, I was very aware of, like, the idea of, like – one day you're gonna get a dick that's gonna like change your mind
0: you know what I mean yeah and you're like fuck you I like resent that fact so now I'm gonna like make sure I never date a guy but it's like you can't go off of just spite but I get yeah, that would be so annoying you but that how did that make you feel people like basically like questioning like your sexuality and actually chalking it up to the fact that you just don't know yourself
1: well I think that's the main reason I felt so much need to like figure out my percents and put myself in that box and be really really involved mentally with what I was because I was like, when I claim to be something, I have to be correct because I don't wanna prove these idiots right.
0: Yeah,
1: And like, I got to a point where I just grew up and I didn't care about them because why the fuck does it matter what they think? It really doesn't. And like, as long as you're being genuine to yourself at every separate point in time, like when I believed I only liked women, that was because I'd only ever fucking liked women. And I'd connected with them and I'd had good sex with them. And then, oh, look, I meet a guy and we're such compatible people and I find him really funny and he's really cute. Oh, look, like, okay, cool. Like, it's not like now it would be true for me to say that I'm bi. And previously it would have been true from my perspective to say I was a lesbian. Like, I wasn't wrong then and I'm
0: not wrong now. Yeah. Do you have advice to anyone right now that's also kind of going through a similar situation that you've gone through of like, trying to define their sexuality and people looking at them like looking for an answer
1: i think you don't owe an answer to anyone would be like the main thing and and you can't intellectualize your sexuality is what i've always said like you can sit and think about it for 24 hours a day and you're not going to get any more answers than just Living and experiencing your life is going to give you like you literally have to see it play out You have to have hundreds of experiences and meet new people and be exposed to new perspectives and be exposed to new people and Have sex and kiss people and do whatever you want like that You literally are gonna get nowhere by just sitting and thinking and dwelling on it Like as much as you probably want to and I did it for years It's not going to give you the answer. So like Just live your life and do what makes you feel good as and when it makes you feel good because also what might make me feel good today might make me feel disgusting in a week Mm -hmm. like sometimes i want to have like really nice sex and then other times i don't want to have such nice sex you know what i mean like things are (laughs) just gonna ebb and flow and change Mm -hmm. and just like let it happen and yeah don't get too in your head i think and you you don't owe anyone anything
0: anyway amen okay let's have a little sip of our wine and let's talk about your fucking podcast pretty lonesome Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i want you to talk to the daddy gang about this podcast what it means to you what it's going to be about why people should listen and watch
1: well i think it is kind of a place to like embrace being alone because i always say like your 20s are very developmental years of your life and i felt like i was going through all these things and like the only thing getting me through was like giggling about it at the end of the day with my girlfriends. Like that was the only fucking thing keeping me sane. And like, I, when we first started speaking about podcasting and what mine was gonna be, I was like, why the fuck does everything sound like I'm trying to give advice or like it's an advice podcast. And I was like, I do not have (laughs) An ounce of advice to give anyone. Like I make so many mistakes. Mm-hmm. As we've discussed today. Like as we've discussed. Um, so I kind of wanted it to be a place where I can just like offload because I think if TikTok has taught me one thing, it's that like you're never alone in your experiences, no matter how rogue you think they are, someone has done the same shit as you. Probably a lot of people have done the same shit as you.
0: I actually love that. Your podcast is going to be you just like explaining things that are going on in your life. And like maybe when people are feeling alone or they want to connect or even if they're just like looking for a good fucking entertaining time, tune into your podcast. Pretty lonesome. And you will feel less alone because Madeline is going to be there alone talking about her feelings in her life. And now she is fully single not ready to mingle she's ready to mingle on her podcast i cannot thank you enough for coming on call her daddy this has been so much fun we need to keep meeting up in new york like i was about to say annually no like every other month can only do one time a year yeah one time a year we only see each other we hold love you so much love you love you see you every one time a year um no but thank you for coming on this was a blast and i cannot wait for people to listen to your podcast you're so talented and i love you and thank you for coming on here
1: Thank you for having me. Cheers.